Hey guys, my name is Sean Beatty. This is my podcast. This is Christianity for the rest of us. We are in 21 days of prayer and fasting, and we're coming up on day 20, so let's get after it right now. Here we go. Hey everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome. Day 20. I'm actually, uh, I know what day it is now because we're really close, and I've got a couple more, uh, well, I've got today and tomorrow, and I'm going to record both of those. At, I'm recording day 21 right after this one, so uh, I am recording on day 19, actually. I'm wrapping it up, and this has been, so far, a you know just a great journey for me spiritually. I've had a, um, a lot of fun doing the podcast, and so many of you have been so gracious. You've been listening and telling me that it's been beneficial. And I will not be doing this every day, but I will put out a weekly or mostly weekly. Um, some weeks get away from me and I'm create, creating a lot of content right now. I'm preaching two different sermons every weekend. Um, I have to write two separate sermons, one on the last days according to Jesus and then our normal Sunday morning ones. I've been doing a podcast every day. And not to mention uh, just the day-to-day stuff of the church, teaching classes, counseling, marrying people, burying people. Uh, it's been a crazy time, but it's been fun. God has really blessed it. So yeah, this uh, podcast will continue on. Uh, I'm going to call it Christianity for the rest of us. And we will um, have guests on it. Um, a lot of times I'm going to explain some simple things in the faith that or actually some things that might be complex but I'm going to try and explain them in simple ways, just uh, for like an everyday person, not a theologian. And it should should be fun. Um, I've really enjoyed this. I hope you keep listening. I hope you uh, share it with a friend. Again, we're not trying to monetize this in any way, but really we're just using it as a way to promote Jesus and, um, and really the Hills Church family, Clovis Hills and all the Hills uh, campuses all over. And just uh, we're really... We're blessed to, to be doing it, so it's going to be good. So today, I wanted to talk to you guys about, um, well, it, it's actually something I stumbled across in the book of Acts, and I thought it, it just was a really neat concept that we could kind of latch on today because we're, you know, we're, we're heading toward the end of this thing. And, um, you know, I've been studying the book of Acts for, for a few months now because uh, after this 21 days of prayer and fasting, as a church, we're going to go on Sunday mornings into the book of Acts. And early on in my study in Acts chapter 1, I was uh, reading some commentaries and looking at the Greek, uh, the original language, and just kind of seeing, seeing what it was about. And I caught something that um, it's not in any of the modern translations or the King James, but one of the commentators pointed this this out, and I thought it was brilliant. And uh, the commentator I was reading, he actually um, had done his own translation of the book of Acts, and his name's William Barclay. He's he's gone to be with the Lord. He's an old Scottish guy, um, but I thought it was I thought it was interesting. Um, and then I went and I kind of fact checked it and looked it up myself, and he was right. And it comes out of Acts chapter 1, um, really our verse 14. And I'll give you a little setup, and then I'll explain it and talk about how it relates to prayer. Is um, So Judas, right, betrays Jesus, kills himself. They have 11 apostles now. And the apostles, they come back to Jerusalem. 
um, from the Mount of Olives and they go to the upper room, which I can't wait. I'm going to be in that upper room in another month. I'm taking a group there. I take a group all the time, but, um, one of these times, if you're listening, you got to go with me. It's just amazing. And they go to the upper room and they, um, have to pray they're, they're, they don't have to pray. They, they choose to pray and they're seek they're seeking the Lord on who the next apostle is. And in uh, verse 14, in the, I'm going to read it to you in NIV, but then I'm going to, I'm going to ex- kind of explain uh, the, the original language to you. So in verse 14, it says, they all join together constantly in prayer along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and his brothers. So a couple of interesting things there before, before we get going. One, um, in Jewish culture, men and women didn't really pray together. They're, they're separated. And, um, you know, if you go to the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem, there is a section where men pray. There's a section where uh, women pray. And uh, they go into this upper room together, and they pray together. And really, an upper room was a place where family gathered. So um, they already consider themselves family. The men and the women are praying together. There's this... um, that's just unheard of in Jewish culture, A, that they, they would do something together like that among the sexes, and that, the, that the, the women were viewed very equally. So then the other thing that, that I think is super interesting is it says with Mary, the mother of Jesus, which we're not surprised that she's there, but then it says, and with his brothers. So you might remember um, it was Jesus's family, his brothers, that had come and told him to mellow out. They didn't really believe he was the Messiah. As a matter of fact, they told him to take it easy on the Messiah thing. And what you find is after the resurrection, they're all in. They're like, holy cow, he really is the Messiah. Um, it's, that's just another proof that Jesus rose from the dead, that his brothers right away were like, no, this this is real. Um, you know, it, there, there's no way it could be this kind of like, the 11 apostles got together and were like, hey, um, let's talk to Jesus' brother and brothers and get him in on this scam. It's too many people for it to be a scam, for it to be a, a myth, a fable. There's too many people involved, too many different types of people, people that didn't believe, that now do believe. Like, it's it's a fascinating thing. So um, that is, that's interesting. But here's the prayer part that I think is 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 cool. When it says um, they all join together constantly in prayer. So that that word constantly in prayer really, um, it, well, it says join together constantly in prayer. That That's one word. And um, William Barclay, when he translated the book of Acts, he, he, he just put it far more simply. It was more of a word-for-word translation. It says, they persevered in prayer. And that Greek word, it means to um, be consistent, to persevere, to push through, to push on, to continue on, right? So there's this element, right, that they're going to persevere in prayer, that that they're going to continue on. And as you enter into your 21 21st day, we're, we're at day 20 right now, I want to encourage you to persevere. You can break your fast, but fasting should become a, a part of your life that, you know, on a regular basis, you're fasting things. 
and you're replacing it with prayer and you're continuing, persevering in prayer, that prayer becomes just a part of your life. And there will be, if you've noticed in these 21 days, there will be times where you just don't want to. And that's when you persevere. And, um, you know, a lot of athletes, they have all kinds of sayings that kind of help them push through things when they don't want to do something, when they don't want to show up to practice, when they don't want to, you know, um, do that extra lap or that extra workout or that that ex- extra rep of weights, what, whatever it is that um, they're doing, you know, they'll have all kinds of phrases to remind them and to motivate them, right? No pressure, no diamonds. You know, the way a diamond is made is, is, is coal is put under immense pressure and over millions of years under immense pressure, it turns a, a lump of coal, just a black rock into a diamond right? And in the same way is if you continue to persevere in prayer, God is going to take your heart from a lump of coal and turn it into a diamond. And it's going to be one that delights in him, one that connects in him. And the days when you don't want to do it are the very days you have to motivate yourself to persevere in prayer. Because remember, um, prayer changes things, but the first thing it changes is you. And it when you connect your heart to God, when you delight yourself in the Lord, says Psalm 37, 4, when you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. The, re- the reality of it is when you delight yourself in the Lord, you align your heart with God's heart and then you're going to get what God wants because God is going to do what God is going to do. And don't you want to be on his plan? Because his plan works, our plan doesn't. So um, I encourage you to persevere in prayer. And as you're praying this morning, you have all kinds of different techniques to pray by. I want to in- encourage you to ask the Lord, Lord, help me persevere in prayer. Help me to continue in this pattern of prayer I have in, in my life, that it wouldn't just become something I do the first of the year every year, that it would become something that I do on the regular, on a regular basis. And I always want to remind you, if you fall off, it's okay. Get back up. Get back on. Just keep doing that. Um, I didn't have a consistent prayer life for years and years and years. But what I did is I kept, you know, I'd fall off for a while and I'd get back on. I'd fall off for a while, I'd get back on. And here's what happened over the years. Um, God has developed in me a consistent prayer life. And um, it's made an immense difference in my life personally and in my walk with God and aligning my heart with God and it's shaping my character on a daily basis. It's a powerful thing. Um, Jesus is our source. He's the vine. We're the branches. If we remain in him, he remains in us. So I want to con- just encourage you to continue in prayer. I'm going to give you a little bit, of, little bit of music to just, you know, be still before the Lord on and meditate. And you can listen to it or you can go find your own. I do want to give you the source. Um, You can go on whatever streaming service you have and just find like meditation music or focus music. That one helps too. And usually it's just instrumental music. um, And that's been helpful for me. And there's times where that is a distraction and I'm just silent with all silence. There's times where I struggle focusing and I'm trying to journal and I can't. And that meditation music really kind of helps calm me and, and settle me and helps me do it. So it's not something I do every time, but it is something that can be helpful. So I'm going to play some of it. If you want to use it, you can. I'll let it roll for about three minutes.
And uh, guys, enjoy, and I'll see you tomorrow.